and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Edward Knight. And I'm Andrew Knuckle. And today on the show, we're talking about six reasons the property market may not fall as much as you'd otherwise think. Now, this comes from a really interesting article we've read by my favourite economist, Tony Alexander, friend of the show who's been on. Uh, and, And it was really interesting. He pulled apart about six different reasons why the property market may not fall as much as everybody seems to be making out to be. And the really interesting thing, Andrew, just before we dig into this, is that the media or the articles that I'm reading... Uh, so um, hot and cold, I would say. I was on the Radio New Zealand website just a couple of days ago, and the one day I saw all these articles about why the property market is going to fall in value, while pro- why property prices are going to decrease. And the next day, I went back to the same website with articles about why the property market is going to do well. And so there's so much conflicting information, and that's why I really like reading from people like Tony, who have had about 25, 30 years worth of writing about the New Zealand property market and uh, the New Zealand economy. And, you know, seeing what they say, and look, it's it's quite pleasing as well, uh, I should just say before we dig into these six reasons, to see that a number of them are ones we've talked about on the show. So let's dig into these, these again. Uh, now, the first one that we want to talk about is this idea of low interest rates. Uh, interest rates have never been this low in New Zealand. I read an article uh, just the other day about why the official cash rate may actually go into negative territory and what that would mean. Of course, that wouldn't mean that uh, mortgage rates would go negative, but they would likely fall a bit more. And low interest rates, of course, allow first home buyers and anybody purchasing property for themselves to take on more debt or would be more willing to do to take on more debt, uh, even if they're tested at the higher rate. But they're more willing to take on larger mortgages because the cost of servicing that mortgage stays the same. They can take on more debt, but still make the same repayments because interest rates are lower. And look, the flip side as well that we keep saying with interest rates is, of course, Lending becomes cheaper, but also keeping your money in the bank becomes less profitable. And so those investors start looking for higher yields. And of course, as mortgage rates come down, investing in property becomes more profitable. It becomes more cheaper. And that means that you can now actually get a higher cash return out of an investment property than you can with term deposits. That wasn't the case before. So that's really important. And we're expecting to see both this to have a stimulatory impact on the demand, both from property buyers for themselves, personal property buyers, and also for investors. That's number one. Andrew, what's number two? Number two is uh, one that Tony talked about quite a lot, which is money being saved. And so uh, Ed and I off air, we're both just commenting on how much we're able to save during lockdown because you don't have those same expenses. And this is this is not just personally, but actually in, in my business and uh, in, in Obers, we, we're not traveling right now. And um, the massive amount of savings that that uh, affords the company is actually quite, quite drastic. And so it, it makes you consider making more permanent changes. So us, for example, we might consider not traveling as much uh, and doing more virtual meetings because it's become the norm. Um, for the young people who are at home, uh, who are not spending money on going out at the weekends and coffees and, and eating out for lunch all the time and, and, and again overseas travel all the things that we do um, at this by normal normal course of, bit, uh, of life all of a sudden you've got more money to put into your savings account and seeing that grow is quite rewarding and it's interesting because it takes two months to form a habit and by the time we're out of this essentially there will have been two months of a reduced amount of spending and it will be interesting to see how that flows onto a more permanent um, uh, habits being formed in terms of people spending. 
Fantastic. Let's go on to number three then, which is investors pulling back to the cities. Now, investors have been much more active in the regions over the last three to four years, and we've correspondingly seen a boom in house prices in a lot of regions around New Zealand, from Gisborne and uh, Manawatu, Wanganui has done very well, Hawke's Bay. Uh, many of the regions' house prices have skyrocketed over the last three to four years. Correspondingly, Auckland has done very poorly. So over the last uh, four years since 2016, Auckland's probably seen about a 7% rise in house prices versus 30% across the rest of New Zealand. Now that is um, what we'd expect because Auckland is now under, uh, relatively underpriced compared to where it was four years ago because everyone else is ca- caught up. We're ex- expecting those investors to pull away from the regions and come back to the main centres which tend to be a bit more secure because there are more jobs, there's greater employment here, there's a more diversified economy and so we would be uh, expecting to see investors come back into Christchurch and Canterbury. We already saw, started to see prices go up there but also in Auckland as well. So that's number three. Andrew, what's number four? Uh, commercial property worries and um, this is a really interesting one because it reminds me of the GFC and I think I've mentioned this a few times Um, I I remember after the GFC walking down Cuba Street in Wellington and seeing the number of vacant shops and retail stores available and I remember thinking I'm glad I'm not a commercial uh, landlord Um, whereas all of my residential properties were being rented and so this is where it's really interesting the difference between commercial and residential. If businesses fail, there's no longer a need for those premises. And so they can sit empty for years. And in a lot of cases they did in Wellington, especially in central Wellington. And again, going back to um, some business decisions that companies might make, all of a sudden the uh, um, owners of businesses might be a lot more flexible with allowing people to work from home. So you maybe don't need as much office space as you once did. And so there might some major changes in that market. Now, if then people are going to enter the commercial property as an investment, uh, the market is an investment, they're probably going to change that and are likely, highly likely to switch back to residential, which is a lot more stable in a recession. Yes, 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 exactly. And it's interesting. I'm doing uh, a lot more running at the moment out and about around the streets and uh, do a lot down around Newmarket and going down Broadway. Now, Broadway and Newmarket has typically or previously been a real highlight of Auckland's uh, retail scene. Uh, and it's previously been you know, one of the best places where you'd go, go to shop. Now, we've recently had a big Westfield mall uh, be, be built there. And so many of the stores uh, which used to be on prime real estate on Broadway, have all moved into the the Westfield and are now vacant. And so it just occurs to me that it's really interesting that you can have quite large shifts in commercial when a mall comes in, uh, you know, or some something else gets built, or foot traffic changes and consumer trends change. Uh, that you don't have that same kind of swing that you have in the residential property market, which tends to be more stable simply because you've got more people who who are active in the residential property market compared to the commercial and because there just aren't these same big swings uh, that can automatically happen because somebody comes comes in and builds a mall. Now let's move on to number five which is this idea of money printing which has come from the government. So the Reserve Bank has announced that they're, they're doing a large scale asset purchasing program. We've talked about this on the show. It's currently valued somewhere between 30 to 50 billion. Uh, the target mo- is moving kind of uh, quite frequently, um, but we do know that there are going to be billions of dollars going in to purchase government bonds. Now, what does this mean? First of all, it decreases the interest rate on government bonds because 
the Reserve Bank's willing to give them money, but it also crowds out that investment. So if there were investors out there who are looking to put, say, $100,000 into government bonds, they're no longer able to do that because the Reserve Bank came along and bought them before they were able to get that. Now, that creates money because people have 100 k or whatever they were going to invest within those government bonds now available in their bank account. Now, they've got to figure out what they're going to do with it. And this is what is known as the Cantillon effect. Now, we actually talked about this on the NZ Everyday Investor podcast uh, just, a, just a little while ago so that you would have heard, which is where if, uh, I think I added that bit in actually, um, where the Cantillon effect says that when there's an increase in the money supply, like this, that money tends to go into assets. So things like shares or property, because those people who had the money now have got to go figure out what they're going to invest in. And remember, they're not going to put that money into term deposits because the yield on that is so low. So we're expecting that additional money that was going to go towards government bonds is now more likely to go into shares and property. And that will have an inflationary and stimulary uh, impact on those markets. Now, we've actually, I think I said there were going to be five. Uh, topics we're going to talk about. We've actually got a bonus one. Andrew, what's number six? Well, actually, we've got a bonus too, because I, uh, as I was reading through these, I kind of I put two more in there, and I'm just going to group it together and say bank stuff uh, so that I can make it sound as one. Um, so there are, uh, while we're recording this, the Reserve Bank is reviewing LVR restrictions, and uh, there's a high probability that those will be eased, and that's going to allow people to borrow more money. And this, this is great because all of a sudden, if people can buy properties with a lower deposit, that allows them to go out and purchase at a higher rate and that stimulates the, the house prices. And um, and along with that, in my second bonus round, is mortgage deferrals. So the banks are willing to give people time to catch up on mortgage payments at the moment if they can't uh, do so because of a reduced income or anything like this. And so what that means is that if someone is in a desperate situation now where they might have been forced to sell their property in the previous GFC if they came under this financial pressure, they don't need to now because you get six months on deferred payments or, or 12 months on interest only. And so that's almost by default. It's a pretty easy process. And so this allows people a lot more time to find other income sources or just sort their life out. And so those two things together are going to mean that the market is going to be more robust than what we saw in the GFC. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. And hey, I'm just going to read out another review from somebody that has uh, have left one on, uh, what are we on? On Apple Podcasts. Now, this is a four-star review. It comes from uh, Loose iPad, I think it is. And the headline is excellent. Uh, and the comment is, you guys provide truckloads of very useful info for NZ property investors. Uh, one episode a day as well. Well done and keep it up. Well, we're definitely planning to. So we really do appreciate it when you leave a review. Uh, it really helps other people and, and, like yourself find, find us. Oh, sorry to cut it in there. It's actually looking at the moment to find, uh, to source some of the mugs that I had made for him with him and, I, and my face on for the podcast uh, review people. So uh, Ed's going to uh, look at sending some of those out in the future as well. Yes, well, we're going to have to find a way actually to uh, to get uh, to get people's addresses so that we can send these out. Uh, so the, the, what Andrew's just referring to there is the podcast artwork. Uh, he very kindly surprised me one day uh, at, oh gosh, listen to this. It sounds like we're in a relationship. 
relationship, Andrew. Um, and and uh, with our faces on these mugs. And I think I've actually got it in Christchurch at the moment. I don't have it with me in Auckland. But we thought, look, for people who are really uh, into the podcast, we will start sending these out so that you can drink your daily coffee uh, with... Um, with our faces on it while you're listening to the show. Maybe we'll start doing it. We'll have some reward for people who who get their mug and then post it on social media or something like that. That could be quite fun. Um, and of course, please don't forget to uh, sign up for our webinar, which is coming this Tuesday. This is going to be about, uh, it is about the strategies to live off your property portfolio and how to build passive income. Uh, we're going to go really deep and share some strategies with you. You can sign up for that at the OPA's website, or I'm just going to link it in the show notes. So tap or swipe over that cover art. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Rickle. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.